Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi there, ROM criminals. It's been a while since we've asked this, but if you wouldn't mind rating, reviewing, and subscribing to ROM Crime wherever you listen to podcasts, we would appreciate it more than you know. And if you haven't checked it out yet, go to patreon.com slash romcrime for some bonus rom crime content with Vanya and Avrin. Also shout out, yes, to our newest members, Betsy and Ashley. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Hey everybody, I'm Vanya. I'm the Rom. Hi, I'm Avrin and I'm the Crime. And this is Rom Crime. <laughs> We're Southern today. And uh, this is Rom Crime, our true crime comedy podcast that has romantic cell phone pings. Cell phone tower pinging. Yeah. Because you know why I say this? It is relevant in two of the things you and I are going to talk about today. Yes, it is incredibly relevant. And also, just for the record, I feel like if you don't understand at this point that if your phone is on your person, I'm not even sure at this point if it matters if it's turned off. If it is on your person, they're going to know where you've been. They can track you. They they can track you. So, and so for me, I think that's like a safe thing. Like if anyone ever tries to steal me. Absolutely. Or if, yeah. yeah, if you go missing, hopefully you've got your cell phone with you and they can trace your steps. But if like you're planning Costco on murder. committing. Exactly. I if feel like the cell phone ping thing solves many a murder. Saving lives or mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe not saving lives, but solving. catching criminals. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. How freaking crazy. Crazy. Um, how are you? How, how are you? you? I mean, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. You know, yeah. I I feel like. I've mentioned this several times, but our pool reopened. Ooh. And so I've been getting like some what feels like legit vacation action happening at home, which is nice since we're still, you know, unemployed. And now California is apparently like the scariest place on earth, especially Los Angeles, to be in oh this God. pandemic. Um, but I got like a little bit sunburned. You look and better. I mean, you, you look like it's gone because the day I saw yeah. you like a couple days ago. When we did our I, other thing. Yes, for, for Patreon. And it, yeah. And it was horrible because it was like that thing where it didn't, it wasn't so bad that it like peeled or did anything oh, like that. Good. But but it like itched like crazy mm. and I could feel the difference on my face in the places that somehow didn't get sunburned. And I was like, yeah. ah, friend, it's been, I'm so good about sunscreen. And I was you getting are. cocky. But I was getting yeah. cocky because I was out, I'm out in the sun now, you know all the time laying out yeah. by the pool and I got cocky. 
Well, at but least you're I'm getting good. some of those rains. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm doing good too. Just still, just um, you know, rethinking my decision to be a parent. But it's fine. That happens. <laughs> I go through many highs and lows during a day, and today was very intense. I like actually barfed out a whole. I wrote like three pages, and I sent it out to a couple friends who are have children, and one of them is Ashley. Actually, <laughs> thank you, Ashley, our patron, our newest Patreon member. Um, and she sh- shared it with her husband, and he texted me and was like. Thank you. So this is so I feel the same way. And I'm like, oh, thank God. That makes honestly makes me feel so much better. Um, I, I'm sure you're not alone, but I I can only imagine when you feel like, oh, it's really nice to reach out to other people in the same situation and have them yeah. be like, nope, yep, every day, every single day. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And then there's a whole thing with shoes right now. Well, it's been for the last year, but shoes, having kids and putting on shoes is so upsetting. So that's just a whole other thing. Other fun- <laughs> I was about to, I was about to compare my dog again. Like I have a terrible do habit of doing. Do it. I'm not. Well, I'm no, not I was offended. just gonna. Oh no! But Never. I was just gonna say one of the funniest things to do as it gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and you walk your dog. Sometimes you know when it's here in California and it's like 105 degrees. That's that'll burn the bottom of their feet. So right. we have like little shoes for our dog and damn if that's not like an extra 30 minutes every time oh. you go on a walk then it is exactly but it's not the same. the same it's not the same it's a dog yeah I but it takes to just long. carry him out to the grass I guess that could be I would carry them too it's just a struggle because honestly we're, I'm afraid to take them anywhere but they can't sit all day on their on the devices and even the little one is having too much screen time I mean it's just like but if I want to get anything done I mean this the, the opening st- statement was basically like I feel feel like for any self-care is at the expense of my children's like well-being I mean I feel because they act like it because they're such assholes they don't let me do anything it's fine but when they go to sleep I get to watch movies and I recently watched a documentary that I am obsessed with and Avern, if you have not watched it yet I highly recommend it's Disclosure. Did you watch that yet? Oh, no. Yes. Okay, so let me tell you what it's about because I wrote it down. It's a Netflix documentary where leading trans creatives and thinkers um, share heartfelt, heartfelt perspectives and analysis about Hollywood's impact on the trans community. And it's incredible. And it makes you oh, think... I will- so differently even if even if you are an ally or even if you aren't an ally or even if you are trans it just is so humanizing which it should be but it's just really and Laverne Cox is in it she's incredible she's just I just love her oh I will totally check that out I feel like I maybe read about a documentary coming out that Laverne Cox was kind of like the face of the documentary but I have not watched it yet and I will 100% watch it and there's a all all famous and leading transgender people are on there. It's amazing. And one thing I learned that I thought was, I mean, they're so lovely about everything. It's, it's not like uh, where it's like, wait, you do this, people. Come on, don't be assholes. It's very gentle, but it's so poignant. Poing, but anyways, but the th- main thing I learned is that we that trans characters have to st- it has to stop being played by people who aren't trans. It need to be characters need to be played by trans people because for example, Oh gosh, what's his name? Eddie or some, the guy who won the award for playing. Oh, Eddie Redmayne. Thank you. He, you know, he's lovely and did such a good job, honestly. But when he went up to accept the award, he was a man. And so it gives other people who are not trans or know nothing about it. This idea that there's always like a man behind the woman, but that's in, in terms of like, 
in that kind of, or a woman behind the man, you know, or whatever. It just, I thought that was so, the world, the world needs to see this because I think that's a really good one good thing I learned out of it. I was, well, I was going to say, you know, I feel like that is a conversation that has not necessarily maybe in the trans community. And I think it's beautiful that they made a film so that that now becomes a part of the conversation. Yes. Because I feel like Hollywood for so long has been like, but they're actors. So they'll right. cast, you know, way back in the day, really inappropriately, white actors to play black people. Exactly. They and, actually touch upon that in this yeah, documentary. And you know, like even in the last probably 10, 15 years, I can think of at least two or three times where a white person woman I think specifically was cast to play an Asian woman yeah and and so that idea that just because it's acting it's like no but it's also about storytelling and representing truth in the story you're telling and I think that is an excellent argument like it should it should be played by someone who is transgendered if the character is black it should be played by someone who is black if it's Asian yeah. It should be someone who is Asian that plays the character and they are still acting. They're not themselves. They're well, playing a part. Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. The Screen and Actors absolutely. Guild <laughs> and AFTRA have many, very many talented, um, you know, artists in their roster. So come on, people. Come on now. So, yeah, I was just it was yeah. really inspiring. And I I was tired. Like uh, my hubs when he we. We were watching in the living room and then I'm so sorry, people. We have a TV now in our bedroom because it just had to happen. Uh, but anyways, I watched this last 30 minutes in bed because I was like, he, he was like, just wait for, for me till tomorrow. And I'm like, I can't. Nope. Sorry. I'm just going to watch Ooh, it. <laughs> I'm excited. Disclosure. So, disclosure. Yeah. I'll put a link in All the right. bio here. Done. Yes. Done. But before we get into our uh, fun rom-com, rah, rom-crime today. Sorry. <laughs> It's a rom crime. Rom crime. Um, we just want to do a teensy tiny little update on Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell. Remember yes. those guys? Remember guys how Lori Vallow's kids are fine? Well, guess what? They're not. No. They did not, in fact. Well, we didn't even make it to July 20th or 21st or whatever the end of day's day's yeah. day is. The end right. of day's day yeah. in her and Chad's br- special brand of crazy is, right. I think, July 20th or 21st. Something like and that. And so we had said in the episode where we did them that I really hoped that yeah. that day would come and go. They would be proven wrong. And those right. kids would emerge from some safe underground bunker where they had be- been like stashed to keep them safe during that. the end of times. Yeah. And I knew in my heart that was never going to happen. But yeah. Well, and just to catch you, I'm sure you guys are following, but Lori and Chad believe they were gods and they were leading the 144,000 chosen people when Jesus comes back and they also were fighting zombies. And this is actually what they believed. Some crazy shit. They also believe they'd been married before in many past lives and lived on different planets and all sorts of crazy shit. And And they're wackadoo. They're so wackadoo. Did you see the footage of the husband that actually got murdered? By Lori's. Yes, when he called the cops like six months yeah. before. There's and video said, and it's actually yeah. so upsetting because he was he was killed and the kids were killed. And I'm not saying, you know, but she was she he, he was basically like pleading like, please. She's lost her marbles is what he said, but she needs yeah. to be evaluated. And then they evaluated her at a mental institution. She went in willingly and then passed, you know. And so, well, you know, they say that crazy doesn't always know they're crazy, but sometimes crazy knows they're crazy and knows what to do not to seem crazy. Ooh, it's like, yeah. uh, what's her face in the the 
craziest bank heist ever when she like knew how to turn on and off her crazy to suit her needs. Oh, um, right. Yes. What is her name? I loved saying her name so much. It's three names, whatever. It'll I'll come. But it was the it was later. the bank heist where the guy he w- it blew he, up the guy. Yeah, because he had guy. like a neck uh, a neck bomb on and he couldn't get it off. He was supposed to go to a bunch of different um, places. Yeah, that was a crazy right. one. Those people were she got away with with murder. Remember, like 20 years earlier by pleading like insanity and self-defense also, but like something with being nuts. And then also the inmates were saying how she would turn on the crazy when the guards were around. Yeah. So that if they were called to testify about her behavior. Anyway, they unfortunately on June 9th, they found the bodies of Tylee and JJ on Chad Daybell's property. So... The last time we covered the story, Lori had been arrested, but she had only been arrested for like failure to produce her children failure to care for her children. Obviously, everyone was like, but she killed her children. Yeah. Um, and then but Chad wasn't arrested uh, after finding um, Tylee and JJ on his property. He was finally arrested um, and charged with willfully destroying, concealing or altering evidence. And then why don't you tell the people how they found JJ and Tally. Oh, well, the bro- Lori's brother, who was present every time, well, when the last, when the kids were last seen, and in Yosemite, I think it was Yosemite, or? That was the last time I believe that anyone saw Tylee, was like Tylee. A, a trip to Yosemite. Yeah, and they Because found- that was another thing that we discussed, we've, we've recently learned, is that uh, Tylee was killed a couple of weeks before JJ was. Right. But there was the ping, the cell phone pings of the brother, Lori Vallow's brother, in all of those places and on the property of Chad Daybell's for like two hours. So it must have taken him two hours to dig up or dig a hole. And yeah. And it's crazy because what I was reading probably on like people.com, which I feel like is the most interested in telling all of the news of this story, but they were able to actually pin the locate the GPS location of his cell phone within like. I don't know what I don't know how the terminology for like circumferences, but like in such a small, specific location that so his cell phone pinged within like, let's say six meters. Is that a lot? Uh, Meters. Is that like, what is that like three or four feet? Yeah. So let's say that if if meter if a meter is three to four feet, then say (laughs) his cell phone pinged within like six meters on on September 9th which is the day after the last day that Tylee was ever seen alive, within six meters of where her actual body was located is where his cell phone was found. And then same story with JJ on the 23rd of September, the different location of GPS within the property was right where JJ's body was found. So it's like irrefutable proof that Alex Cox buried those kids. Mm -hmm. We don't know exactly who killed them. Um, And then, of course... In another crazy twist in this freaking crazy story, Alex Cox died right in December of what seemed like natural causes, but his death is still under investigation because guess what? Tammy Daybell, Chad's wife before Lori showed up, also died of what they thought was natural causes. And now that's not true either. So I guess all we can say is we'll keep coming back to this as more information. I'm really concerned that because Alex is dead, it's going to be really easy for them to pin the murders on him. Mm. Since it's very clear that he's the one that got 
like buried them. Yeah. And he's not around to defend himself. Not that I actually think he would. Sounds like he might have been willing to do anything for Lori. So strange. But I just, it makes me sick to think that these two people could like get away with way lesser crimes like destroying evidence. Right. Yeah. And not. And not like the the end the ending of these children's lives. Yeah, it's just fucked up. It's really sick. And I was watching an uh, interview with. Well, first of all, I was reading about um, Lori's sister, who was like vehemently, you know, defending her, and she's like going back on that. But her her statement is just annoying to me because it's it's very like I love God and Jesus is great and all these things, and I'm like, you know what? That's true, but I mean or you know for her but also just fucking admit that you say you're sorry and be show remorse i needed more remorse from her statement but who cares it doesn't matter what i think and i don't think she she was also cuckoo cuckoo remember not only was she like a big supporter but she left her husband for another one of the doomsday preppers people like the little cult that they formed um alex cox shot a gun at her husband at the times that's right remember in the car and just managed to miss him so she was kind of like on the same level of crazy right they're so so crazy and also uh one of the people in chad daybell's ministry as he was whatever was saying that you know he had a gift to speak to people and to to talk the Lord, speak from the lord hear the lord all these things but he's like but you know when you have that gift you can also you you're open to the darkness as well. So the devil seeped in and took over. That's what he thinks. But I'm just yeah. like, you know, sure, uh, maybe. But also, apparently, he was there's allegations of him like cheating on his wife who died and all sorts and, of yeah, just like a extra sexual, yuckiness all around. Yeah. Just a weird, 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 fucked up slang situation. <laughs> yeah, just um, two people that really deserve each other but I wish had never found each other because of the destruction that their their meeting ended up having on so many innocents mm-hmm. um but yeah woof I'm I'm really hopeful that those two go away for the rest of time yeah maybe they will but we'll see we'll see hopefully more will come to light about exactly I do know one of the other things that was said in the article that I read was that on the day before Tylee was killed Lori told a friend or her sister or somebody that she was a zombie. Oh, that. And then the morning that JJ was killed, she then told friends who were visiting, who were the people that saw JJ alive on the 22nd, that he had become a zombie and he was catatonic and he believed in Satan. And so Alex had had to come take him out of the house. But that was also the day that he died. And so I feel like that's pretty... That's, that's pretty damning. That's evidence. Since yeah. they're zombie killers, they called themselves zombie killers. Who? I mean, good lord. Some people should not have kids. <laughs> yeah, I guess exactly. Yeah, bad situation. I like to think my life is hard, but guess what? I'm never going to kill my children. I'm just going to walk away for a second if they're annoying. Hello. Right, you're you're just going to have to sometimes have a Chardonnay at three o'clock in the afternoon and I know and tell them to watch TV. Totally, and that's fine. It's you know what? It is okay. Oh my god! Wait, one more thing, one more fun thing that I've been doing this week. Um, mm. so has, have you heard of Ryan Heffington? I think I sent you the link. I've only, I only heard of him because you told me about okay, him. Okay. So, and you know what? I was speaking again with Ashley. What's up girl? She mm-hmm. also has done this, uh, I guess right when quarantine hit, she started doing it, but he does live Instagrams and he dances and it's just like so joyous. 
And I seriously, and this is so dumb, but I burn like almost 600 calories, which is crazy for a woman. I think that's crazy because I'm always in competition with my, my guy friends when, you know, on, on my Apple watch, which I'm a dork, but now I have not much to focus on except for that. Um, but I felt so good and we were dancing so hard the first day I did on Tuesday. He's always, he always takes, um, donations to a cause or, you know, puts a link in. And so Tuesdays was for black trans lives. And then today's was for, um, it was the gay center in New York. And I can't remember exactly, but I think it's called the center, but it was, it's just like so fun. And there's like always, there's a section where you grab something that's like a mic and you sing a song at one point and just joy guys, joyful. I will also put that link in the bio. I was going to say link that in bio. Cause I yeah. feel like all of us could stand, well, always more joy, mm-hmm. but also a little like dance party, dance party, rah, rah, celebrating pride. What a fun way to do Um, this Saturday yeah. and Sunday. They're doing it. He's doing it at like 12 and 12 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. So check out the liveness and let's dance together because, you know, I'll be sweating to the not so oldies. OK, <laughs> so Ab, tell us about what we're going to cover today. All right, so today we are going to tell you guys the story of Florida's very own modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. Sorry, I just love that song. (laughs) So, in late 2012, uh uh-oh, that's a helicopter if you can hear that. Sorry, that's just like a constant sound. Like, that's the soundtrack to my life right now. Welcome to L.A. It's crazy. Restart. In late 2012, (laughs) newlyweds Emmanuel and Kara Williams, and just apologies in advance, I keep wanting to call her Kara. I don't know why. Maybe because she spells her name with a C, and so C-A-R is car. Mm -hmm. So if I switch back and forth between Kara and Kara, that's why. Okay. Um, They found themselves in a bit of a financial pickle. So having recently left his part-time job with the United States Postal Service... Emmanuel was no longer bringing in any money, and Kara's job at the bank was certainly not going to cover their bills, let alone the debt they were racking up at the local casino. Retrow. Oh, and also, they were expecting a baby in a couple of weeks. So what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do, Vaughn? What are you going to do? I don't know. Sometimes I like to think, um, you know, a hustle would be like to go out in Central Park and like sell beer in, in like coffee cups. But I don't think they had it in them to do that. Or like paper bags. And they didn't live in New York City. They lived in Florida. Oh. (laughs) Which is its own special thing. So the couple decides that, you know what we're going to do to supplement our income? We're going to rob some motherfucking banks. Because, duh, that's what people do when they are like, I don't make enough money to pay off my gambling debts and have a new baby. Right. Let's rob some banks. But she worked at a bank, so she knew all of the, the things. So that's kind of, I mean... I would never have the balls to to do something that big because that's like f- federales. That's some serious stuff. Like, yeah, that is that's not like your local or, or state police come in when they catch you. That's the FBI because banks yeah. are or at least not all banks. I'm sure some banks are private, but most banks, I think, are federally protected. I think so if not federally owned, don't quote me on that. But I know that there's like something federal about a bank, which is why the FBI yeah. Does, covers bank robberies. So a plan is born mm. and the couple rob their first bank. It's a Chase Bank in Tampa, Florida on December 5th, 
2012. And 10 days later, their brand new baby came into this world. Oh my gosh. Over the course of the next year, so just keep in mind, the whole time they're doing this, they have an infant, a newborn infant, who before this baby turns one. Oh my gosh. This spree will come to an end. Right. So over the course of the next year, the couple would go on to rob 13 banks in Florida and two banks in Alabama because that's where Kara was from and her parents lived there. So I'm assuming they were just visiting the, the rent somewhere like, let's yeah. throw in a bank robbery or it's two. It's so crazy to me. I mean, it is so, it's just so fucking crazy to me. It is. It's like, it's this story is wild. Um, and she and didn't so, usually do the robberies, right? Like, Right. So basically the way it worked, I believe she might have, physically gone into the bank at least one time. I feel like the the time she went in was towards the end when right, she got when caught. They got caught yeah. But basically, Emmanuel would go in and it was her job to like scope out which banks were best, figure out like the schedules because she worked in a bank as you mentioned, so she knew kind of like what she was looking for. And then she wrote out the note that would be handed to the teller. And then she also drove the getaway car. And all I kept picturing as I was researching this is that there's like a woman waiting outside a bank, like all excited. This is such a rush, so sexy. But there's like a two month old baby sitting in a, you know, a brand new baron baby kind of what are they called? High chairs? Oh, uh, no, it's a car seat. Car seat. Car seat. Yeah. Jesus. It's like raising Arizona. Well, not exactly. But God, I love that movie. Um, Yeah, it's a good one. But so, yes, and on the bank note, it was written in all block letters that she write, this is a bank robbery. I have a gun, so no alarms and be fast. Give me all money in your drawer. Be quiet and fast and no one will get hurt. And then he would always wear a hat or a wig of some kind, right? Yeah, they said that the classic um, disguise for his his bank robber persona was some kind of a wig with a hat over the wig. And some kind of fake glasses. And then he would also always wear long sleeves and have tape on his fingers, I guess, presumably to prevent fingerprints. Oh. Because he was a USPS, you guys, United Postal State, right. like Postal Service worker, yeah. which means his fingerprints would have been on file. I wonder if he And I think something. his arms were covered because he had like Tats. a telltale scar or tattoo or something. Oh, interesting. I don't I know mean, that to be sure. That's yeah. speculation. But you would definitely have your fingerprints in the system if you worked for the federal government, which he did. For sure. And that's what's crazy, too. I don't know if he got fired or laid off or quit. But like right before baby was coming, he stopped working at the post office. So I don't know exactly what happened there. Um, All right. So as we mentioned, when you rob banks, it's not just your local law enforcement that comes to get you. It's the FBI. That's right. So the FBI is brought in. To investigate this string of heists that's going on in the Florida area, and then eventually they will also tie it to two robberies in Alabama. So they're like, "What the hell's going on?" For a minute there, but finally catch a break. So it's August twenty eighth, three days after my birthday of mm-hmm. twenty thirteen, and the FBI finally gets their first big break in the case. And this is on a day that our Bonnie and Clyde. Our Emmanuel and Kara, they don't rob just one bank. They rob two banks that day. So the first is a Bank of America in Anberdale, Florida. I, I think I wrote really that down hard. right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the second was the Florida Auburndale. Thank you. And the second robbery was the Florida in Mid-Florida Credit Union in Davenport. So these cities or towns or I don't know. I've I've only been to Florida once and I was in eighth grade. Um, (laughs) Were east of Tampa where the couple lived and 17 miles apart. So like they didn't even go very far. Like that's pretty brazen. Right. They're like knock off a bank here. Let's drive for 15, 20 minutes. Okay, here's another one. Let's go. But... The break comes from the FBI when a nearby business surveillance camera captures the male robber. So a man comes out of the bank wearing the wig, the hat, the glasses, got the bag of money or the envelopes of money. And the surveillance video captures him getting into a black 2011 Mercedes-Benz GOK 350. Mm. Um, So either... Bank robber, bank robbing must be pretty lucrative if they're driving around in a Mercedes Benz. Yeah. And so then they used video that they were able to obtain by the Florida Department of Transportation Turnpike Authority to link that car through the license plate. I'm assuming from like when she would drive through the turnpike, you know, they snap pictures. Yes, yeah. So they were able to link that Mercedes to Kara Williams. Then they go on to link a white Mustang used in the robbery that the couple committed on August 22nd, they were able to trace that back to her. So now I'm thinking they didn't have enough money from these bank robbing. Like, they didn't make that much. We'll tell you how much they actually robbed. But I don't think they were able to purchase a Mustang and a Mercedes. So I'm assuming maybe they were renting cars for the robberies. That's, again, that's my assumption. So now they're like, Okay, we, we think we know who's doing this, but they got to get a little bit more evidence. I'm not really sure why. For me, I was like, that sounds like enough. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so basically they're they're on to them. And in September of 2013, the FBI like really intensifies its investigation and the couple is actually put under surveillance. So now they're being surveilled oh, wow. in their in their apartment. And the um, FBI is kind of like trying to piece things together so one of the things that they were able to um kind of figure out is that four of these bank robberies took place while kara was on maternity leave so we're talking like a six week old baby or younger was in the backseat of that getaway car or maybe someone was watching him or her i don't know and then two other of the bank robberies like um what is the word i'm looking for coordinated coincided with two days that they were able to confirm with her job that Kara had called in and taken a sick day. So coincidence? No. I mean, and then I wrote down, and I'm guessing the other robberies just they did it on the weekends. Right. <laughs> Probably you're right. Yeah. I just have to say though, in maternity leave, you really. I mean, they might have changed this now, but you do not get much. I remember making my normal, um, my normal amount of money, but I had to like. I basically that the year I had my son, I didn't go on any vacation because I used my vacation, which was like two weeks plus. And then Your you get days. my all my six days. But then once that's done, you you're on only unemployment. And it was like one hundred and thirty dollars a week. And I'm like, how the fuck do people live off of that? I, I luckily I had saved money to, because I knew I was going to be out. I mean, I ended up only staying out for seven weeks and then going back because I needed because we had to, we were living our normal life, you know, it's, it was really yeah. stressful. And since then the company I worked for has, have changed it. And like, they've offered more and figured out ways to help 
people have Good. both both parent men and women, which I I missed the cutoff by like seven months, but I'd like to say that I feel I feel like I was help of part of that change, but who knows? But yeah, I was I'm like, sure you were who because and I didn't make nothing. I mean, Jesus. So I'm just yeah. totally understanding why they needed to rob. Yeah. Eggs. And when you put it that way, I wasn't even thinking that it wasn't just that he was out of work and her one income alone couldn't cover them it was also that she was on maternity leave or about to go on maternity leave when this all started so yeah. maybe she was only making 130 dollars a week so fbi is getting close y'all they're coming for him so a little bit about these two and why i'm i'm mostly speculating because i couldn't find a lot of like interviews with them about why they did it in fact i know i, I really want to none I of wish them they're you know i don't want to give spill it but they're you know not in prison anymore so i wish that Right? I know. I Where's wish the that book? We could. I know. They should do that. They should write the book. Talk to We us. should contact them or something and be like, hey, we think you should write a book. Yep. Come on our podcast. Because we'd like to know why you guys, or come be a guest on our podcast. Yeah. All right. So while robbing banks over the course of about a little less than a year, um, the newlyweds basically stole around $55,000. So about a kind of crappy salary if you have a baby yeah. and only one of you is working. So it wasn't even that much. I was like, wow, that's not Well, no taxes taken out. So because like if that's you make $55,000, then after take home, you'd be making like 30. So I mean, it is so crazy. Life is hard. It's man. nuts. Life is hard. And America really needs to figure some shit out. We do. And it's but not they like also, they were. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You go. I was just going to say they also had their gambling debts. That's what I was going to say. So the money was basically used solely to pay their bills, yeah. pay for their like apartment, their baby food, and then to pay down their casino gambling debts. And then I wrote in parentheses where I've decided is totally the place where they met and fell in love. Oh, I bet you're probably slots. right. <laughs> the slots. Oh, my God. Or the this roulette could be, table. Listen, this would be a great movie. Um, I was totally. just because I wanted to learn a little bit about gambling addiction because I know it is such, uh, I mean, it can ruin people's lives. Like it does. I also was thinking like part of the reason probably Las Vegas opened earlier is because there are people with the serious addiction of gambling who are like, Oh my God, I got to get in there and gamble. I don't know. Maybe. Well, well, no, you can online gamble. I think the reason Las Vegas was like, we got to open is because that's like 99.9% of the entire state of Nevada's like revenue. Oh yeah. And are people going, do you know, like, I mean, I'm sure they are. There's yeah. a lot of deniers out there. A lot of deniers. That's so crazy to me. Um, so gambling is one of the most insidious of human vices as it presents the illusion of easy money yet can quickly lead to financial ruin. The odds are never in your favor, whether it is poker, blackjack, or anything else. Gambling is a successful industry because the house always wins. Anyways, it's, and it's, I don't really know, but if you want to get help, you can, you can get help and there's the national national helpline. It's Sam S A M H S A. Oh my God, is this the well, right I one? I think that's true because I. Oh, I don't know if that's. I didn't do. It's that. not. It's not. Don't worry. Oh, uh, we'll figure it out. That we'll put it in the link. Um, but yeah, but you know what? Some I feel like people don't really talk about the fact that a gambling addiction is just like any other addiction. It is like a sickness. Yeah. That you really can't control because I feel like. You know, when you think about substance abuse addiction or alcohol addiction, yeah, like that is something that physically changes your body. But guess mm -hmm. what? When you win a bunch of money, yeah, 
the same flood of chemicals is going to be released and into your head yeah. and body at that like say a really good hit of ecstasy would do yeah and so it is actually a physical addiction to a degree i believe yeah no and it says so the brain becomes conditioned into wanting more and more to trigger its reward system yeah. To the point where its mental wiring becomes significantly altered and getting it back to normal requires undoing weeks, months, and potentially even years of negative impact. So you have to seriously do some counseling to get out of it, but it's possible. Yeah. I know people who have done it. So if you're struggling any out there, any, you can do yeah. it. Any addiction can be overcome, but it is, of course, always going to take so much hard work yeah. and time, you know, but that is true. It is something that you can unteach your brain. And so... I think another thing that's interesting about this couple, because we know that we've got this love of gambling, they're newlyweds when all of this is going down. And so, yes, it was about money, but it was also about the romantic thrill of getting away with these crimes together, which I feel like can, yes, this is is actually so rom-crimey. It's like we made it up. Um, (laughs) But it's, you know, the same, uh, that same rush from gambling, I'm sure they got from robbing banks yeah and so you know it's like this they're like thrill seekers but that's part of like what they do together and the fbi actually eventually after they were caught even found like notes that Kara had written to emmanuel about how like some of her favorite moments were him where they're bonnie and clyde excursions like she yeah. called them bonnie and clyde and um and so there was something like that you know, for them too. It was romantic and exciting and different than, you know, going and working in the bank. Now you're taking the money from the company. You Not directly. They didn't rob her own bank, but. No, but she worked at Chase. the worked for. She worked yeah. at Chase, so sort so of. that's kind of, that's kind of, I can kind of see the fun there. How long were they sentenced? Do you remember? Yes. So when they were, fu- the couple is finally arrested on November 14th, 2013. So almost exactly one year. Wow. A little less than a year. And um, ultimately, Carol was sentenced to five years and Emmanuel was sentenced to six years. And I'm assuming that discrepancy is because he's the one that really went in and had the gun on him or or said he had a gun on him. Right. Um, and so, yeah, if that was 2013, they are both out of prison now. Wow. And they have a eight year old. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I wonder if they're still together. I hope they are just so the romance yeah. continues. Hopefully they both learned a lesson. Well, got and better. Our, that's a good question. Listen, if for some random reason you Google yourselves and or you hashtag yourselves, yeah. Emmanuel and Kara, and you listen to this, we would love to have you on to that's hear right. like your perspective. DM us. Because you can't really find would. anything. We really, no joke. We and we wish, we heartbeat. truly wish the best for you. You've served your debt to society. You didn't kill anybody. So God bless. Let's right. Yeah. And we, I hope that you both are able to figure out ways to support yourselves and your family legally. <laughs> yeah, um, but so I will hard. say this. I will say this right now. What is going on in our country when it comes to like the disparity between the haves and the have nots, this is one story that when we, when you suggested it and I started reading about it, I wasn't really thinking anything other than like, Ooh, interesting. I'd never mm-hmm. heard of this, but then you, you kind of think about people in the position that they found themselves in. And yes, like if they hadn't have, ga- hadn't had gambling issues and debts, maybe they would have been able to eke by, but that's all they would have been able to do is eke by. And so, I started like totally rooting for them. It's interesting. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, me too. It's, but I also, 
I'm terrified of going to jail, so I could never. Uh, and also, by the way, they found they they uh, tracked his his uh, cell phone, and they that was another oh, that's way. Right. Yeah, sorry, they pinged no. his cell. Phone. They pinged his cell. They pinged yeah. his cell. But yeah, so that is the story of Florida's own Bonnie and Clyde, and I do hope they're doing well. I hope their their little one is doing well and was yeah. you know was well cared for hopefully by their families while well, sure. his or her parents were away right um they're probably being tortured by their kid just like i am kids that's right no maybe they have another one who knows <laughs> yeah who knows we need, we need you guys to call us so that yeah. we can answer yeah. the pressing questions that's right but yeah that's this week's rom crime thanks everybody this was fun yeah, thank you for finding this story, Vanya. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Thank you for diving into something that's not murderific, which hey. I love it. But you know, girl, sometimes I you mean, gotta... I, I liked this story. I'm yeah. down for, yeah. especially right now, life is just the world is so ugly, and so it's... I found even myself being like, I maybe we just don't do things where people die. For right. a few weeks, let's give ourselves a break from that. There's plenty of crimes or committed where we go don't real die. gross. We go real, real gross, and then just like or do the, the escapism that way. So it's like, or maybe we should do something that's like ghost story. Ooh, I what if know. we just do us an episode where we find fake rom crimes, like urban legend rom oh, crimes, I love and we just that. like read them to each other and to our listeners, like scary story stuff. Yes. Okay, let's do that. Um. Also, one of one of our things because the same reason that you're talking about av is like sort of bringing a little like light to some darkness to some hard times even though people true crime really does obviously if you're listening it it it's entertaining and interesting and preparing you and all these things but what An we're escape. escape exactly but what we're kind of trying to do for some of our um for our patron bonus content their full episodes um it's rom crimes pillow talk and it's we're right now we're in the phase where we're reviewing rom-com type movies so it's actually yeah, been Vanya a freaking joy so yeah fun. we're intimately discussing our favorite romantic comedies where no one dies yeah i mean the only crime is that they weren't more popular <laughs> <laughs> or that the critics panned them. Yeah. And you know what? That's We're just going to have a blast and talk about people's nose hair and all sorts of fun, funny shit. So please join yeah. us if you guys do. And we hope you have a freaking better week than last week. Cause yep. I'm assuming you're just hoping like that the world, <laughs> the world that we come, um, that we find ourselves in when we do our next episode is just a little less awful than the world we find ourselves in today. That's right. We have to keep hoping that vote, things vote, get better. Vote, 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 and vote. happy pride. We love everybody. Mm. Happy LGBT pride and vote, vote, vote. Bye. Bye. Bye.